Good morning and welcome back to Tracks FM. My name is KJ. Hope you guys are having a good day. And today we will be talking to Dr. Munzer Jamil, who is a pediatrician with Hospital Tunku Aziza, the Ministry of Health Malaysia. And we are talking about something that is going on viral in our community right now. It is the G6PD. Good morning, doctor. Hi, good morning. And I hope you're having a good day today. Yeah, it's a good day. All right, doctor. Now, you know what? Let's get on straight with the questions. What is G6PD? Okay, so G6PD is the abbreviation for glucose 6-phosphate dehydrogenase. So it's actually the name of the enzyme. It means like processor uh, in our blood cell. Okay, so actually the disease is G6PD deficiency, which means uh, a person is having uh, less of the lack of the enzyme, lack of the enzyme to process, mm-hmm. uh, to process if there is any uh, stressor, okay? So if there is any stressor like uh, infection or any any medication that can cause, uh, that can uh, bring the oxidative stress to the red blood cell, so usually this enzyme some sort uh, being like a protector to prevent the, the blood cell from rupture. Mm-hmm. So whenever a person is having lack of this this thing, this enzyme, mm-hmm. so the person uh, is prone uh, for the blood cell to rupture whenever being exposed to, yeah, some infection or medication, mm-hmm. or or even some food. So that the disease we call uh, G6PD deficiency. G6PD so, deficiency. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, what are some of the f- symptoms of G6PD deficiency? So usually. Uh, in our government in Malaysia, every newborn there will be screening. So every baby we will do screen uh, for the G6PD. This screening is the qualitative screening. So either you have or you don't have. So usually, uh, if somebody having the G6PD, it can be detected uh, one when they are being born from this test. So usually the, the symptom is if there is any uh, any uh, rupture, we call it hemolysis. The red blood cell is ruptured because of some exposure mm-hmm. to those things that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. So usually if this blood cell rupture, the person can become yellowish, okay, yellowish because in our red blood cell there is uh, something we call bilirubin, which uh, which is yellow in color, which can lead to our, our eyes become yellow, the whitish part of the eye become yellow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whenever the red blood cell rupture also, of course, this red blood cell makes us look pink. So the person might become more pallid, okay? So it looks pale, the, the eye becomes yellow, and also the, the urine also becomes tea-colored because of this um, yellow thing, the bilirubin, can go through our urine also. So it can give a uh, clue also to the parents or the doctor. So if there is any exposure, like uh, to some food or some medication, or if the G6PD deficiency child is unwell, has some infection, so we need to be aware of these uh, symptoms and signs. Usually they become pale, so if they, if they are pale, they, they become less active. They are not active as usual, and we can look uh, through the eyes, it's like yellow, yellowish in color, mm-hmm. and the, the, the color of the urine also becomes tea-colored. Mm-hmm. 
Is there is there any of this indication on their skin? Like, for instance, like jaundice, right? Or things like that. There is also the yellowing of the skin and yeah, also yeah. yellowing of the eye. Is there any of that sort of indicators as well? Indicator, you mean, is that one of the symptoms? Yes, is it one of the symptoms? Yeah, yeah. For baby, for baby, especially newborn, if we know that the baby is species PD, we will monitor for the jaundice. Okay, so for the baby, usually it's quite hard to look at the eyes unless the baby opens the eyes. Yes. So we go through the skin complexion. Uh-huh. So, yeah, sometimes we can we can go look at the skin and also uh, over the uh, eyes. Okay. And is it serious? Is G6PD serious and is it a rare disease? Okay, so uh, I looked through from our statistics in 2020, the incidence of G6PD deficiency in Malaysia is about 3.4%. Okay, so it's not to say a common disease. And to say that is it, uh, is it uh, dangerous and life-threatening, actually, uh, if we can pick up the signs early, mm-hmm. uh, actually, the child can, can live as a normal child, okay, normal person, unless uh, if uh, having any infection, then we need to be aware of those signs and bring to hospital. So to say the GCPD deficiency itself is not uh, continuously danger the child, but the hemolysis episode, I mean the rupture of the blood cell is, uh, is dangerous for the child. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so if there is any infection, you need to be aware of the signs and also need to avoid uh, the things that the child cannot, cannot be cannot exposed to. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, doctor, we're going to be taking a very short break and once we come back, there's more to talk about G6PD. Okay, sure. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Dr. Munze Jamil, a pediatrician with Hospital Tunku Aziza, the Ministry of Health Malaysia, and he is currently uh, talking about G6PD. All that she wants, Ace of Base, right here on Tracks FM. And if there's one thing we don't want is the G6PD deficiency, which is what we are talking about today with Dr. Munze Jamil, who's a pediatrician with Hospital Tunku Aziza uh, and the Ministry of Health Malaysia. Good morning, doctor. Welcome back. Hi, good morning. All right, doctor. Now, can we talk about about G six PD? Can it be cured? Okay, so G six PD deficiency is actually uh, a disease where the child was born with it, mm-hmm. so it is uh, an inherited disease. Mm-hmm. There is genetic. Uh, I mean, genetically, the child was born with that, mm-hmm. so it's actually uh, not something uh, able to be cured. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our country for now, mm-hmm. but maybe in future some genetic therapy, you know. Mm-hmm, but, but, uh, but what we practice now, there is no cure for G6PD. Okay. So as, as a child, uh, it's a G6PD deficiency, so he will be forever a G6PD deficiency mm-hmm. uh, for, for our level. Uh, so it's not uh, something to be taught, but what can we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the child can, be, can, be, can live as a normal child, so we need to be so vigilant, so cautious about any signs of uh, rupture red blood cells, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, hemolysis. Okay, and need to be alert on what food and also medication or any other things that the child cannot be exposed to. Mm-hmm. So if there is any, so if there is any hemolysis, if there is any evidence, uh, that evidence can be cured. I mean, supportive treatment. We can treat the infection. We can. Uh, Confuse the child with the red blood cell mm-hmm. if the red blood cell is low. So then that's the symptom that we can do. But for the GSPD itself, it's something uh, cannot be cured. Mm, so there's management, but there's no cure. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand. And is there any food or many medication that a person with the G6PD deficiency should avoid? Okay. So, food. Uh, for food, the the important food to be avoid is uh, we call fava beans. Okay. Fava so beans. The, yeah, kacang parang. Okay, kacang Ooh, parang. That's something so, so common. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, especially parents or or any relative that where the uh, having any relative of the G6PD deficiency uh, must not give uh, the child uh, fava beans. But, but the other type of beans, actually, the child can take. This is the fava beans. Mm-hmm. Okay? So for medication, uh, actually not all antibiotics, just certain antibiotics that can lead to uh, ruptured red blood cell. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, the most common is we call uh, Bactrim or nitrofurantoin. Those are the medication which is actually not commonly used mm-hmm. in uh, normal disease. So usually this, uh, condition, this uh, antibiotic we will use if there is any uh, children with a recurrent urinary tract infection, mm-hmm. maybe because of the abnormal urinary tract, okay? Or maybe some immunodeficiency children, like some children, they, they, they're having HIV. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they, can, they might need this, uh, this type of antibiotic regularly. But it's not something common to be used. Mm-hmm. So the, the common antibiotic that we use in our community, actually the GCSPD deficient children, they can take it. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that needs to be avoided, uh, like uh, ubat gigat, moth repellent. Ah. Okay. Okay. Of course, those things is, is we cannot give our ch- our children just to eat. Whole, whole that thing. Uh-huh. But this thing can lead to uh, hemolysis crisis also. Okay. Just by smelling them. Uh, actually, smell. Of course, uh, ingestion is is more risk compared to the smell. Mm-hmm. But sometimes. Even though smell, also sometimes it can absorb in our natural cavity and trigger uh, trigger the hemolysis. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Okay. Does this G six PD deficiency affect a person's behavior or their brain functions? Uh, actually, no. Mm-hmm. It won't affect unless uh, if the the child in crisis, let's say because of very low uh, hemoglobin, very low red blood cell because of the rupture because of the hemolytic crisis mm-hmm. and the child might be the behavior might be like uh, less active okay don't uh-huh. want to do anything sometimes can can uh, complain of dizziness and sometimes they can mention that they are having difficulty to breathe oh but, but to say brain if let's say especially in the newborn okay a baby so newborn baby their brain is uh, not as mature as ours mm-hmm. so if there is any uh, rupture red blood cell event hemolysis event, this thing that I mentioned before, the yellowish thing, mm-hmm. the bilirubin, mm-hmm. it can cross uh, to the brain. Oh, plus. So, yeah, cross to the brain. Mm-hmm. Because the baby brain is not as mature as our our, our brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the barrier, the barrier between blood and also the brain tissue mm-hmm. is not matured yet. Mm. So, whenever uh, this event happens, if let's say the baby uh, having infection, so... Uh, this hemolysis can occur, so it can pass through the brain. So this bilirubin, this yellowish thing, it is quite dangerous to the brain, especially baby. Uh, there are some children who become cerebral palsy because of the high jaundice. So in our country, uh, if the baby diagnosed as G6PD deficiency, usually uh, the baby will be admitted for five days mm-hmm. and monitor uh, for any jaundice. So if there is any jaundice, uh, the doctor will give a phototherapy to bring down the, the bilirubin level, the jaundice level, mm-hmm. to prevent this thing from happening. 
Okay, understand, uh, doctor. And uh, as you already mentioned earlier, what triggers G6PD deficiency? Could we just go over that one more time? Okay, so actually, uh, any oxidative stress, okay, can cause uh, this. It's not trigger G6PD deficiency. The, the the children itself is having G6PD deficiency. Mm-hmm. It just trigger the hemolysis, okay? Mm-hmm. Trigger the red blood cell to be ruptured. Mm-hmm. So any oxidative stress, uh, usually because of the infection, okay, any virus infection or bacterial infection mm-hmm. or any medication that can. Uh, then can cause oxidative stress, uh, like certain medication that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Okay, certain antibiotics and also fava beans, and also moth repellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all this can cause uh, can trigger the hemolysis in G6PD deficiency children. Mm-hmm. I understand. And uh, doctor, uh, we are mm. going to be taking another short break, and once we okay. come back, we will be moving on with how do you manage someone with G6PD? Yeah. Okay, sure. Alright, so currently, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to Dr. Munze Jamil, the pediatrician with Hospital Tunku Aziza, the Ministry of Health. Malaysia, don't go anywhere. We will be right back after this song. Hello, welcome back. Uh, that was Ricky Martin, Living La Vida Loca. And right now on Health on Tracks, we are to, uh, talking to Dr. Munze Jamil on the topic of G6PD. And he's a pediatrician with Hospital Tunku Aziza, the Ministry of Health. Malaysia, welcome back, doctor. Hi, hi. All right, so doctor, how do you actually manage someone with G6PD? Okay, so uh, we manage the, someone with G6PD actually from the baby period, okay, since the the baby was born, and from the screening, it's diagnosed as G6PD deficiency. So as I mentioned before, uh, we will admit the baby for five days to monitor for any uh, rebound jaundice or any high jaundice. So mm-hmm. this jaundice, actually, we can uh, check the level from blood test. Okay. So if this uh, jaundice, uh, let's say the level is high, that need phototherapy, then the baby will be given phototherapy mm-hmm. to bring down the level because uh, this jaundice thing uh, is, is quite risky for baby uh, where it can cross uh, the blood uh, until reach the brain, okay. which uh, the worst thing can cause uh, can cause uh, cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's for the baby. And then, uh, of course, how we manage, we will educate the parents. So before the baby being discharged from hospital, we will give template about all the list of the medication and food that uh, should be avoided. And if there is any signs to suggest uh, hemolysis, okay, ruptured mm-hmm. blood cell. So to say, if let's say a big children, a big child, okay, mm-hmm develop fever, develop infection, ongoing infection, and this infection caused the hemolysis. Okay, let's say because of that. So this is where uh, parents need to be uh, alert okay, for those signs. Let's say if the child seems uh, paler, if the, if the child seems uh, more jaundiced, if the, child, if the child seems jaundiced, and if there's any tea-colored urine, they need to bring to hospital, and usually hospital will check. Okay, we'll check the red blood cell level and also the jaundice level. Mm-hmm. So for, for this thing, of course, we will treat the infection okay, because we don't want the trigger to be continuously happen to the child. Mm-hmm. And we'll treat the infection. If, there is, if it is suggestive of bacteria, we'll start antibiotics. And for the low red blood cell, if let's say the red blood cell is lowish, okay, yeah, until the child becomes symptomatic, like less active, okay, mm-hmm. breathing a bit fast, then we will support the child with a, a red blood cell transfusion. Okay, uh, and then uh, of course we will stop anything that uh, trigger to the child. Maybe 
recently child uh, was brought to certain clinic, but maybe it was not the clinic was not told that the child is having disease PD deficiency, and maybe the clinic gave some medication that triggered this thing to happen. So we stopped those things. We will stop if there is any other triggers uh, that cause the hemolysis, and we will treat the child symptomatically. Okay, thank you so much, Doctor, for that. Now, if a person needs more information on G6PD, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's causes, it's, it's uh, management and all that, where can they go? Okay, uh, usually for, for community, uh, I prefer certain websites like uh, healthline.com, okay, healthline.com or also uh, kidshealth.com. So you can just visit the, those websites. Uh, the, the language is quite uh, uh, community-friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really using the scientific uh, language, which is quite difficult to, to understand. Yeah, it's more layman, lah. Ah, uh, yeah, layman, correct. Mm-hmm. So yeah. actually, uh, every hospital uh, for any baby that is having G6PD deficiency, every hospital uh, will give template to the parents. So those templates actually they are having quite adequate information for the parents, and the parents need to go through and and uh, properly read about what what to be avoid and what other symptoms uh, need to be. Uh, cautious of course of course and uh, what is your final advice to the public about G6PD before we end for today okay uh, so uh, we need to be aware about this disease okay uh, because uh, this disease uh, can can be quite dangerous if there is any hemolysis so especially parents they need to be aware if let's say your child has already one one child is having G6PD then you need to be aware for the next baby okay because this is uh, something that is inherited and yeah of course parents are wondering okay me and my husband don't have G6PD deficiency why my baby is having mm-hmm. so actually this G6PD deficiency is more common in males okay and it is inherited from the mother mm. and the mother is not a G6PD deficiency but the mother is a carrier that is the, the, the common scenario happening mm-hmm. so if let's say your first son is having G6PD deficiency then your next son okay uh, you need to be more cautious Absolutely. And of course, uh, thank you so much for that advice as well, Doctor. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, we are at the end of our interview for today. And is there anything else that you would like to add for our listeners? Uh, I think it's quite okay. Just, just some uh, additional about the medication that can trigger the hemolysis. I want to add up just now. I forgot uh, anti-malaria. But, ah. malaria, yeah, but, but malaria is not really uh, common. In now, Malaysia. Yeah, but if, if let's say you visit somewhere okay, that needs some malaria medication, uh, if the child is having G6PD deficiency, they need to tell the doctor that this child is having G6PD deficiency, that maybe the, the drug is not suitable, need to, uh, to think of other alternatives. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks so much, doctor, for your time. And of course, we would love to have you here in the future. Okay, sure. All right, so that was Dr. Munze Jamil, a pediatrician with Hospital Tunkwasiza, Ministry of Health Malaysia, and we've talked about G6PD and its deficiency and what are, you know, what can it cause within your children as well. Right now, it is back to the music. Going to be back in the next hour. Don't go anywhere. My name is KG.